What is the history of capital assault in D.C.? That's right, the the capital that stands for liberty and justice for the United States. Well, we're going to find out about the past history of what's been going on there in D.C. And my name is Hakeem Brown, and this is Pop City Culture. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Welcome to the most listened to international podcast around the world. Hakeem and Reggie Brown are two young African-American boys speaking the truth. This is Pop City Culture. Hey, 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 everybody. What's up? I'm Reggie here. Yo, we're going to have a good show today. It is the history of the Capitol assault in D.C. I didn't actually know there was a whole lot of history about it until my brother brought it up. And we had to do some research on it. So I'm going to hand over, hand over the baton to my brother, Hakeem. Yo, Hakeem, here you go. Hey, thank you. So that's right. We're going to be talking about the history of the Capitol assaults on D.C. And uh, so, you know, storming of the United States Capitol was a riot and violent attack against the 117th United States Congress at the United States Capitol. And guess when this happened? January 6, 2021. That's right, Reggie. January 6, 2021. It was carried out by a mob of supporters of President Donald Trump in an attempt to overturn his defeat in Mm, the 2020 mm, mm. presidential election. Now, listen to this. The riot led to the evacuation and lockdown of the Capitol, and unfortunately, five people died. And that, you know, that's really unfortunate because nobody ever wants to see somebody die. And they especially don't want to see anybody die during something as senseless senseless as this this should have never ever happened but the security was not that good that day and i guess they're gonna have to up that what do you think um reggie yeah man obviously they gotta update that update that security thing because you know i mean you know you you gotta you gotta protect everybody in there you know those are the people who represent the whole united states you got congressmen you got senators and and hey you know People, you know, I, I, hey, we did a show on this, and we know for a while people were, were, were pooping bricks in there because they thought they were going to be hung or something worse. You know, especially the vice president. He was probably scared of his family, too. But, you know, you know, um, Hakeem, I really didn't know there was a whole lot of history as far as, you know, violent stuff against the Capitol. So I'm glad we're doing the show. You know, I want to thank you. Well, you know, uh, Reggie... That's really kind of you, and I'm glad we're doing this. I'm glad you and me as brothers got this show, Pop City Culture, that is now international all over the world on many stations. Um, you can you can download the podcast and listen to it. it. It's really cool since you got the internet and everything. So on with the show, and uh, so man, get on with it. Listen, I just want to say, as far as all the capital assaults. In its over 200-year history, the United States Capitol has been the main location where the Senate and the House of Representatives pass the country's laws and where presidents are inaugurated and deliver their annual State of the Union address. Now listen to this. But while the Capitol was built to house legislative governance, it has also been the site of violence in the form of fire, 
break-ins, fist fightings, and shootings. Yo, man, say it ain't so, man. Oh, my goodness. Say that ain't so. It's Well, a- Reggie, I'm going to have to tell you, it is so, and it's a fact, and it is so, so. That's man, it. That, that's like that's like gangster, you know. I mean, you know, really? Yeah, yeah, that's right, really. So, now listen to this. Fire damages the U.S. Capitol during, I believe, hang on, let me look here. Let me get my paper. In and, and 1812, so the ruins of the United States Capitol following the British attempts to burn the building includes fire damage to the Senate and House Wing. The damage culminated in the House of Representatives shored, shored up with firewood to prevent its collapse and the shell of the rotunda with the facade and roof missing. I mean, this was, this was horrible. That, that, that was a pretty bad fire. 1812, you know, do you know where you were? Uh, Reggie in, in 1812. Yo, man, uh, let me see. Yo, man, that's a stupid question. I wasn't even born, man. That's <laughs> 1812. That's like with you. <laughs> 500 years ago, man. Man, man get down with this show. Stop being stupid. I'm trying to, trying to make me look dumb. Okay, I, I was just asking a simple question. But actually, where we were in 1812, you know, we, you know the country was still, still in its infancy. Um, so we were still sort of crawling our way to find our roots and to be where we could stand today. Maybe we're still crawling because, you know, as we know, the riots happened January 6, 2021. And to me, that that's a big setback to where we, we ought to be and where we should be. But, you know, anyways, the, the construction of the Capitol formally began September 18th in 1793. Now, this was when George Washington laid the first cornerstone. Um, now, Listen to this. Enslaved black people performed the actual construction of the Capitol. Congress began using the building in 1800, the year the federal government moved its operation from Philadelphia to Washington, D.C. Now, like many of the first federal buildings in D.C., the Capitol design was based on what? Reggie. Uh, I think it was based on a 19th century neoclassical style. Um. I think that might have been inspired by, like, you know, those the ancient Greeks and the Roman architecture because, you know, when you know, when I'm looking at stuff, I can see a whole lot of the kind of architectural styles, you know? Uh, you know, Reggie, I'm surprised you knew that. Yeah, that, absolutely. Now, the capital construction continued until the War of 1812 when the country's wartime mobilization forced it to halt. Say what? Um, a year into the conflict between the United States and the British Empire, American troops set fire to the capital in colonial Canada. In retaliation, British troops in 1814 burnt federal buildings in Washington, D.C., including, guess what, including... Yo, man, the White House and the Capitol. Yo, man, I know that because, you know, I was doing some studying, man. Come on, man, you think I'm stupid, man? No, Reggie, I don't, but, you know, I'm real proud of you because you actually did study for this show. And and I was so proud. You know, I saw you. I saw you last night looking up all this stuff. You know, yo man, I know you did because you kept making a lot of noise outside my room, uh, eating them potato chips. Well, maybe so. Anyways, you know that now when um when that fire happened, the fire didn't completely destroy the Capitol, but it's damaged enough of it so that some members of Congress suggested relocating the federal government back to Philadelphia. Or find another city. Instead, workers rebuilt the Capitol and continued to expand it as a number of states and representatives in Congress grew. Now, today, over 1.5 million square feet um, 
and it it has, and it also has more than six hundred rooms. That's a lot of rooms. Yo, man, that's definitely a lot of rooms. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying, Reggie. Now, over the next few decades, interactions between these congressmen became increasingly strained and violent. Now, you know this is, you know, this is what the show is about. You know, capital assault and what's been going on. So now we know there were fires. We definitely know that. Um, people just going back and forth, and they thought about relocating the whole place and everything like that. Uh huh. But here's something really disturbing. Um, what what I gotta hear? This congressional violence erupts during the lead up to the Civil War. Now, say it ain't so. You know, Preston Smith Brooks, a fervent advocate of slavery, assaulted Senator Charles Sumner, an abolitionist, with a cane on the floor of the United States Senate on May 22nd, 1856. You see, Brooks attacked Sumner following an anti-slavery speech by Sumner. Say it ain't so, man. Oh, no. He beat the man with a stick? Well, you, you know, it was, you know, I, I guess it was a cane. They, they called it a cane. Now, the U.S. Ante, um, antebellum period was characterized by violence against enslaved black people, free black people and about and abolitionists. It was a period in which anti-slavery newspapers faced mob violence. And the issue of slavery drove congressmen to attack one another. So this was in-house fighting. The, you know, this here wasn't people outside the house fighting. This was actual in-house fighting. People who were supposed to be representing us fighting like this day to day, day after day. They couldn't agree. They couldn't work together. So, you know, we see a lot of that stuff today. But back then, oh my God, I, I guess it got into fistfights and everything else. I'm, I'm going to go on to, to tell you, you know. Go on, because I'm going to tell you, you know, this is something that I never knew. I never knew about all the violent stuff like this. Man, this is interesting. Go you know, on. Like I said, one of the most famous incidents of congressional violence is the caning of Charles Sumner in 1856. Um, Brooks said he chose to attack Sumner this way because he didn't want to break any 1839 law against congressional dueling passed a year after a congressman had killed another in a duel in Maryland. Yo, man, what's dueling? Well, dueling is, uh, as far as I know, I believe it's with guns. You know, two guys get guns and they shoot each other. Say what? Man, we call that everyday life here in the ghetto. Oh, man. I don't think it's, I don't think it's the one with the swords. Maybe it's swords too, you know? Maybe it's guns and swords, you know, but you know, in, in any case, a life was taken. Somebody was killed. And uh, and it wasn't a good thing. So, you know, they had to pass that law. Um, and uh, that law of 1839. Um, and it was against congressional dueling. So the caning of Sumner was not an isolated incident. Apparently won't be the last. Uh, now, listen, this historian Joan B. Friedman identifies more than 70 violent occurrences between congressmen while she researched her book called The Field of Blood, Violence in Congress and the Road to the Civil War. In 1858, a fist fight between about 30 congressmen broke out in the House of Representatives at 2 a.m. in the morning. 2.30 in the morning, man, that is gangsta. What happened? When a Southerner grabbed a Northerner by the throat, in 1860, pro-slavery congressmen threatened an anti-slavery congressman with pistols and canes while he spoke against slavery on the House floor. Yo, man, these people are like, man, these people are like beyond gangster, man. I'm telling you, man, I, I ain't never heard such craziness like this. 
But I guess, you know, back then they said, welcome to the squad. You know, the squad's got the power, <laughs> you know. But, man, that's something, man. I never, never heard that before. No, you haven't. Now, you know, this is the thing. You know, violence in Congress before the Civil War, from caning and stabbing to murder. This is the stuff that went on. Now, when Abraham Lincoln won the presidency in 1860, southern states responded by succeeding and waging war on the Union. Southern congressmen who had once worked in the Capitol began fighting against the Union it stood for. Through During the Civil War, the Confederate Army never captured D.C. So, you know, Washington, D.C. was never captured, and D.C., as we know, is District of Columbia. Yo, man, I know what it means, man. You ain't got to say that. Well, you know, I'm saying it for everybody else there, Reggie. You know, maybe somebody out there doesn't know what D.C. stands for. Yeah, I know you know it, but what what about everybody else? Yeah. Reggie, it's not always about you, you know what I'm saying? It's not always about you, Reggie. Yo, man, I know it ain't always about me, but you ain't got to be saying it like that, trying to embarrass me in front of the international audience here. Okay. All right, anyways, um, we're going to talk about shootings and bombings at the Capitol. Good, because this is ridiculous, man. You coming down on me all the time. Every time you get on this show, you got to do something like, go on, U.S. Capitol Police officers salute the caskets of Special Agent John Gibson. Um, and Officer Jacob Chestnut, as they lie in state in the rotunda at the United States Capitol Building in Washington, D.C. on July 28, 1998. Gibson and Chestnut were killed on July 24th when Russell E. Weston Jr. opened fire in the building after running through a metal detector at the door. Um, so, you know, pe- you know, people have gotten, gotten killed in the past. Why he did that, I, I don't know. Yo, but, man, probably because the dude's crazy, man. They call this man domestic terrorism. Ain't you listening to what's going on in the world? Domestic terrorism, man. Get with the um, program, anyways, man. In addition to duels and, and physical fights between congressmen and non-members of Congress, have they have fired weapons or planted bombs on the Capitol grounds. Now, listen to this one. On July 2nd, 1915, a, a former German professor of Harvard, Erich Minter planted a package containing three sticks of dynamite in the Capitol near the Senate reception room. Uh, the explosive detonated around midnight and during a time when the Senate had been on recess. An on-duty Capitol officer was nearly knocked out of his chair during the blast, but, un- but fortunately, no one was injured. Yo, man, that's good, because, man, that, that, you know, I don't like to see people, people die during, you know, people doing stupid stuff like that. There ain't no need for that. You know, there ain't no need to be doing stuff like that. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, hopefully we learn, but I don't know. But anyways, the German-born man later wrote a letter to Washington, D.C. newspaper saying he had planted the explosive to protest U.S. wartime aid to Britain and said he hoped the detonation would make enough noise to be heard above the voices that clamor for war. He then traveled to the home of J.P. Morgan in Long Island, New York, and shot the financier. Morgan's wounds proved superficial, and he survived. Muenter was soon captured and detained in jail, where several days later, he committed suicide. You know, I didn't know J.P. Morgan got shot like that. Yo, man, I didn't either, man. J.P. Morgan's like, you know, that guy's like, Mr. Moneybag, you know, way back then from what I hear. Yeah, from what I hear, too, is he's in the finances. So as we as we read all that stuff and let people know what's going on, um, I just want to say, you know, 
there has been so much violence lately, and it seems it's you know it it just happens a lot, especially in the capital. Um, I'm going to go on to tell you about you know an, another incident that happened on March 1st, 1954. Uh, four Puerto Rican Americans fired guns in the House of Representatives, injuring five congressmen. The attackers said they acted to demand independence for the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico. Um, now. Puerto Ricans have U.S. citizenships but can't vote for president and have no voting representatives in Congress. The injured congressman survived and the four shooters received prison sentences. Um, this was back in Jimmy Carter's time because Jimmy Car- Carter commuted one of their sentences in 1977 and granted clemency to the other three in 1979. Um do you remember who President Jimmy Carter was, Reggie? Yeah, he was he was a peanut farmer, I think. Really religious guy, too. From what I hear, man, that dude had, like, a good heart. He had, like, a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a really good guy. So, um, so you know, that was another incident. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you another one here. On March 1st, 1971, a bomb exploded in the Capitol building. While the explosion did not injure anyone, it caused some... $300,000 in damage. A group calling themselves the Weather Underground claimed to be behind the bombing and said it was in protest of the ongoing U.S. support bombing of Laos. Um, so I, I guess you have these extremist groups and <clears throat> just people who are just unsatisfied with the government and they just take matters into their own hands. And this is something that they shouldn't do. Nobody approves of stuff like this. Nobody wants this on American soil. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, I know exactly what you're saying. Nobody wants to see that kind of horror and fighting and bickering stuff, man. Especially in the Capitol, man. You know, Capitol, man, what is wrong with people, man? I just don't get it. I I don't get it either. Um, Notice this. 13 years later, um, on November 7th, 1983, a bomb tore through the second floor of the Senate wing of the Capitol. The device detonated late in the evening and no one was harmed but it caused an estimated two hundred fifty thousand dollar damage a group calling itself the armed resistant unit later claimed responsibility for the attack saying it was in retaliation for military actions against grenada and lebanon seven people were eventually arrested in connection with the attack man there's a whole lot of mess that goes on in this world i just don't i just don't get it man man it's just so much like hate and stuff um, there's a lot of seems like there's a lot of bombings in, at the Capitol that you know, and we soon forget, you know, how this place is 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 a target. It's a tar- It's an open target. So maybe they definitely need some more security there. They need to 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 do something so so people are safe and there's no way this could happen. I mean, it, th- 1983, 1993, 2003. That was like thir- 30 years. 2013. Hang on a second. Do the math. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. 8393. Yo, man, get yourself a calculator. 8393, 8303, Well, anyways, it's over, you know, it's, it's, it's about 30 years plus. And we, we, you know, and this stuff is still happening. People are still going into the um, Capitol. And this is re- sort of ridiculous. Um, so anyways, political causes aside, individuals have committed acts of violence on Capitol grounds through the decades. These incidents include an... 1890 fatal shooting sparked a feud between a reporter and former fellow people. So, anyways, you know, it. I mean, I just want to say that no matter 
no matter what no matter what the deal is, you know, um, there has been a history of assaults on the Capitol. And there's been some in-house fighting in the Capitol as well. So it's it's almost like a like its own battleground. You know, Reggie? Yo, man, it's definitely like a battleground. People be fighting and everything else. I didn't think it was that bad, man, but you got all the statistics and all the records right there. Yeah, yeah, you know. But but there, you know, there's a few more I didn't mention. However, um, you know, I think we should all know one thing. This is, you know, this is a serious thing. And you would think, you know, given it being 2021, life would be better. We would have better security. We would know how to handle situations like this. And we would never forget. But apparently we do forget. And I, I just, it just bothers me that we forget like this and we don't take stuff like this seriously. But I guess now after the assault um, that happened... Uh, you know, um, we are going to definitely have to take things more seriously. Um, January 6, 2021, that was the most recent assault. And we have to, you know, we have to fix stuff like this. So, Reggie, take it away. Yeah, man, that's right. So now it's going to bring us to the, to the, um, to my brother's words of wisdom. So I really want to see what he has to say this time. Take it away. Hakeem. The capital assault, I thought, was something that could never happen. That was something that I thought, and I would have been wrong. Fighting, destruction, and being mean is something that is in our blood as human beings. I don't want to believe it, but I'm reminded of the cavemen. They fought like animals to survive day to day. Seems like all through our history, the human race has been fighting. Will we ever evolve to something better? Is destroying the very thing that represents freedom and liberty? Does that define us as a nation? Hope is all I have. Hope is all any of us can carry around because hope is the small amber we all hold that shines in our very soul. Are we headed to destruction? I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows. But I will say this. I'm reminded by something Price Van Ray once said. He said, on the backs of slaves, a nation was made. By the wickedness of people, it faded away. I would say let's learn from our mistakes. But in this case, I will just say, let's be better. Thank you, Hakeem. That was really eye-opening. And now it's time to close out our podcast. Yo, I want to give everybody a shout-out. You know, I want to thank everybody, you know, for, for like supporting us, for being here, for listening to us for making us one of the most international listen-to podcasts there is. You know, me yo, me and my brother, you know, we love doing this show, and we love doing this every week. We just want to give a shout-out. I want to say I love y'all. Take it away, Hakeem. That's right. I want to I want to thank everybody, too. Now, listen, this is the thing. Um, we are here every week. We are here to be downloaded and give you a piece of our advice. So if you want to listen, here we are. We're all over the world now. And we are very happy about that. Now, as I always say, uh, be kind and affectionate to one another. Remember whose you are. Until next time, peace. Yo, man, that's something, man. Some dude in Congress hit somebody with a cane over their head and beat him senseless. Man, what kind of world do we live in? Oh, man, only in America.